I'm getting weird in my old age. This is what happens when you age. You just get weird. You get weird. You start disliking things you used to like. You're liking things you never liked. It's weird. I think the word is eccentric. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You get eccentric yeah. as you get older. It's not good. You get these idiosyncrasies about yourself. These personal peculiar peculiarities. You know? Mm. Things that just trigger you. Things that you think are funny. You know? Like, well, example, like for, for fruit sake, like I was never a coffee drinker. I'd always get the foo-foo drinks, you know, oh, mocha, fa- caramel, frappuccino, or whatever, you know, but the were drinks. were you getting caffeine? Yeah. So, you you know, you were still on the drug. But, like, I just started to drink black coffee now. I just drink black coffee. You know, I don't drink coffee. You have to drink tea. It's not that I have to drink tea, but it's, I don't, coffee doesn't agree with me. It's too harsh on the stomach. It's very acidic. It's very yeah. acidic. So, I do green tea mixed with mint tea. Yeah, it's delicious and refreshing. Why don't you just get a green mint tea? Well, at Starbucks, they have a green tea and then they have a mint tea. They don't have the But fusion. the green tea, get this, is called Jade Citrus Mint. But the mint tea is called Mint Majesty. So you sound especially ridiculous when you order this drink what at Starbucks. T- Can I have a venti hot tea with one bag of jade citrus mint and one bag of mint majesty? Oh, that's not too bad at all, though. You just throw it in. Before, even- they used to call it refresh and zen when they were the Tazo teas. It sounded way cooler. So they don't use Tazo teas anymore? No. How much money do you think they lost when they lost that deal? That's what's weird <laughs> is that Tazo tea is owned by Starbucks and they still sell them in grocery stores. It's just that they acquired Tea Ivana. Well, they, they went started- bankrupt. Yeah. They acquired Tea Ivana and made them the official tea of Starbucks. And it was all about Oprah. Oprah had her special chai tea that, yeah. Do companies ever go under anymore? Because it seems like, oh, chapter 11, this is going to fail. And then like someone comes in and sweeps it out. Circuit companies go bankrupt all the time. Circuit City, I know, is gone. Well, they have a website. That's not true. That's or, uh, uh, Blockbuster went bankrupt. Okay, so they're gone. No Radio Shack has gone bankrupt twice. Um, I went there some, once. Was, some people, you know, think that Sears and J.C. Penney are at risk of going. Bankrupt. Oh, they totally are. It's a ghost town in Sears. Um, yeah, like seventy percent off sales, ninety percent off sales. Yeah. So, um, we were just talking about that. Companies can't climb forever, right? You're gonna hit your peak, and then it's all downhill from there, baby. That's right. <laughs> So it's like what I call when doing it for Shack News goes wrong. No, it can never go. Shack News can continue to grow for no, a lifetime. No, but sometimes you do it for Shack News, but you do it the wrong way, and the repercussions are are terrible. Oh, like my Destiny Two review, we couldn't publish because it was so so naysay. Maybe that <laughs> that is too. Shack but we News had guy. already reviewed Destiny. We talked about this. I know, but I was someone. My the, sh- the people on the show haven't heard about this. I wrote a really, 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 really passionate. I'm going to use that word to describe it. Review of Destiny 2. And it is not nice. It's not a nice review. No. You had, a, you had a thread that was pretty famous on the chatty about it, too. Oh, I was just, yeah, I was just saying, should I write it? And then I started to get personally attacked. It was great. I like those comments. Those were, that was a fun thread. It was like, it's like, should I write it? No. And you're, you're the F word. Oh, thanks. That's great. That's yep. terrific. It you was, should quit at life. No. There were some people there that 
today would probably agree with some of your criticisms about Destiny. Yeah, today after they stumble, after they after people finally realize they don't After like, months yeah. now of this game and seeing that they had failed to keep track of people's experience properly and then the gating that's going on with the DLC. Already with the DLC, Greg? Well, I I've, I've been trying to I mentioned it in my review. My review's on Reddit, by the way. Oh my goodness. So, it got tor- it didn't it didn't get much attention. Uh just people just kind of saying like you wrote a hit piece on Destiny, whatever. Destiny fanboys being butt hurt. Um Yep. But uh, at 11. Right, basically. <laughs> no, but it's funny because I mentioned in the review and like it's like it's funny because when you tell someone a fact about something that's it's true. It's 100% mm-hmm. true what I what I say in this review. Uh, it's more for this anyway. It's not opinion. They get really butthurt and they just don't want to believe it. So it's like, it's like a good analogy. It's like you're, you're holding up a pen in someone's face. You're saying this pen is red, but yeah. they're closing their eyes saying, I don't see the pen. I don't see the pen. I don't know what you're talking about. You're wrong. And they just continue to close their eyes. That's how I feel the Destiny, unfortunately, fan base is because Destiny signed a 10-year publishing deal with Activision to make Destiny games. So I, didn't, I wasn't listening to anything you said because I love Destiny. <laughs> Clearly, how many hours do you have in Destiny Two? I bought Destiny Two twice. So I haven't played like more than two. I have about of it. sixty-five hours in Destiny Two, and I've played the raid. Really? Yes. Why do you do all that? Because I feel that if I you're gonna rip a game apart, you really need to get into it and play all of so it. So you played it? Yes. Do your friends still play it? Dan, my friend Dan does. That's what, it. Do you though. guys give him shit about it? I give him shit about it. So does Trevor, because my friend Trevor doesn't like Destiny either. And but right what shooter do you want to play these days then? You people are going to hate me. Battlefront 2. Okay. It's a good shooter. It's actually fun. It's a really good game. It just, yeah. it's, it's if, Creed, Creed corrupts. Yeah. So, some, some really unfortunate design choices led to that game being not as great as it could have been. Yeah. But DICE makes launch. great shooters. They do. It's a good shooter. And but, they make great vehicle combat shooters. Yes. And it feels like a war zone. It's a good game. Yeah. But the, that's so, the thing. So, yeah. Craig likes something. No. I'm going to say my piece. I'm going to say it. You're not going to want to hear it either. So they have a ten-year plan with Activision Destiny, right? This is the plan. This is the intro to the show, by the way. This is the uh, this is the plan. Well, we're talking about PSX after this. But, I know. So they signed a ten-year publishing deal with Activision to make Destiny games, right? So when you look at that, including myself, people say, "Oh, cool! You're gonna make this gigantic gaming universe and just keep adding on like an MMO." Because let's yep. be honest, that's what Destiny was set out. That's what Destiny was. It was a really weird hybrid game that was really cool. I mean, I thought the first one was really cool. And then, uh, so it's had a 10-year deer, for, but that's not it at all. If you look at the fine print, it's four separate game releases bundled with two DLC deliverables, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So you're not, so if you guys are out there thinking, oh, well, they'll add on to Destiny 2. No, Destiny 2 will be scrapped two years from now, and you're going to get a Destiny 3. Destiny 3 will be scrapped two and a half years later, you're going to get a Destiny 4. So they're going to keep resetting the Destiny universe, and I don't know if it can take that, and I don't think fans realize that. That was the big point I made in the review, but anyway. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to you because I really like Destiny, so I, I think you're wrong. I hate my life.
Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Asif Khan. I'm CEO and editor in chief, janitor, puppy wrangler. Not today. The puppy's in Ohio and we're in California. Uh, I'm on location here at PSX and I, I found a wild Greg Burke out there in the Anaheim Convention Center interviewing uh, people, developers about games, VR games, indie games, all sorts of things. So I was like, Greg, let's go record a podcast while I'm out here. And, you know, we, we saw the PSX thing. There was a lot of cool announcements. We did. The Game Awards, lots of cool announcements, right? But, but we didn't get that one game, right? That that are my usual co-host. You know, you're sitting in for da- for David, oh, right? No, yeah, I mean, I'm your co-host, Greg Burke, tonight. David Craddock couldn't be here because he's he's in the corner. He's he's a little upset. He's he's crying. He's been crying for about forty eight hours because Friday at the post show there was no mention of Resident Evil two. He's he's hugging his PlayStation one with the Resident Evil two CD and he, yeah, just rock, David. Yeah, just, it, just it's, rock. It's, it's okay, David. It's gonna be okay. So, it's gonna be okay. So yeah, this episode, besides being brought to you by Andrea at Pelican Hill, the the Italian restaurant, it's also brought to you by Jonathan. It's, it's also brought to you by David Craddock's Tears. <laughs> David Craddock's Tears <laughs> and Johnson and Johnson. Johnson, David, if you don't get the Johnson and Johnson joke, you will. Uh, there's an interview that will be resurfacing soon uh, with Justin Rowland and William. <laughs> I, forget, I didn't get his last name. Damn, and William who do Accounting Plus. Yeah. David, no, put the tears in the put the tears in the bottle. I want to drink them later. Yeah, they're really good when you cry about Resident Evil. Oh. Really good, sweet. So I, I look forward to future episodes of the Shack Cast where I will be talking with David about the fact that they didn't announce RE2 again. Can we go back in time? Like, can we run the podcast for the E3 when he was like, "I know, I know they're gonna have it at PSX." <laughs> I know he was like so adamant. He was like, "I know, no, I get not at E3 this year. I get that, but it's gonna be at PSX." Are you sure? And he's like, "Yes, of course. Why wouldn't they?" he's like come on it's right there for them and it's really frustrating because the show needed that the show was okay first of all the show was fun i mean it's a good show it it, it, sony the playstation experience here in anaheim california shout out to sony for treating the indie devs awesomely yeah They, they i mean i've talked a lot of the indie devs you know i know some of them and they treated them great i mean you know they didn't have to pay for their booth sony paid for the booth space they cover their hotels. That's great. Yeah. To get their game out there, that's fantastic. I think for they're them. calling their you know, Nintendo has the Nindies, Sony has the Unties. The and unties. I think that's their that's like you know, right? Yeah. It's like spelled U N T I E S, but I don't think it's unties. Uh that would make sense. But yeah, they're indie. Their but, new indie thing where they're even publishing uh games that are indie on other platforms. Yeah. So we saw a game that's from Unties called Tiny Metal. Oh God! Game of the year, awesome game of your contender. Comes out on the twenty first of December, and it end, it might end it might end up being one of the best games. So, yeah, no, it was. We played it, and even though the demo we had had some issues, uh-huh. it's still like we still like okay. Basically, if you guys don't know what Tiny Metal is, it's Advance Wars. Period. It's Advance Wars. There is no like like there is no weird gameplay like you know adjustment. It is a literally Advance Wars. With in in Unreal, out of all the engines to do it, in in uh-huh. Unreal Engine, yeah. On were we allowed to say the platforms? Yeah, we were. Yeah. On PC, PS4, and it's Nintendo Switch. Switch. Yeah. And it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the gameplay felt exactly like it did in 2000. I think I, I played it in I was high school in 2002, 2001. Yeah, I'm getting that. 
It was great. I'm getting that. So tiny. So tiny metal. Tiny metal. And I forget the studio that did it. Sony Music is publishing it. Which Sony, is weird. yeah. Sony Music has an indie game label, which is so interesting to me. It's the most bizarre thing because Sony's this huge conglomerate, right? There's an insurance division. There's the TV division. There's the music division. Movie division. There's the Sony Computer Entertainment. Yeah. Right. So. Sony Computer Entertainment makes games for the PlayStation, but Sony Music decided to start an indie game label that does games for their multi-platform within the same company. Yeah. That's kind of fascinating. And, 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 and it's coming out December 27th or yeah, like 21st. 21st. It's coming out like next something. week on yeah. Steam. Yeah. And PS4. Yep. So like, go look at that game. The developer was super awesome. And yep. the developer that, that did it, guys, Hero, it's, it's Hero something else, but his yes, first name is Hero. His, his first name was Hero. It's Hero. He has a long... He's worked on Diablo 3. He's been at Blizzard. He's a, like a seasoned dev. He mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. One of my best interviews. Which is why I love this industry. The game game devs are so passionate about what they do. And, and it's... They want, they want to make sure they make a great game first, followed by profit. Where in a lot of industries, it's profit first, followed by a great product second. Which, make, which you know, makes sense. I think the best game devs are just trying to make great games. And because they make great games, they end up making money. And it's the That's ones that are point. chasing yep. the money. And you look at it in most art forms, right? The guys that are chasing the money are the ones that don't succeed. It's the ones that are trying to do something different and creative. It's those clones, yeah, those clones of you know, like I mean, example like PUBG is really popular right now. So look, there's other battle royale games. I mean, Fortnite, H1Z1, PUBG, but then I'm sure there are a ton of other ones we don't even know about that are running right now that are basically battle royale. Oh, I get press releases about new ones that are coming out in the next quarter or two that have betas coming out. The battle royale tidal wave is coming. It's like it's not here yet. It's on mobile. I'm excited about that tidal wave though because for Ever in a lifetime, it was for first-person shooters. That was just the dominating force. But Battle Royale can the PUBG has a first-person mode. It does, but like I, I'm it's just a different game mode. So somebody tells me, Chris was telling me that you can play in either, but in the North America, you have to play in first. I'm can kind of confused on you can play either or, or it's weird. I'm confused. Uh huh. So can you play? Like Chris is gonna kill me. He's gonna be like, yes, you can. He's probably screaming at this speaker. Yeah. Yes, you can. But I heard you can play either or. Yeah, you can play either. And then or. there are certain like game types where you're locked into one. So I mean, it's third or first person, but you know, I think you're just saying it's different than a COD game. Or, yeah, I mean, the, uh, for a, a while there, it was just the year after year after year after Modern Warfare Four. Uh-huh. It was just the tidal wave of first-person shooter games. Well, I think Player Unknown is definitely influenced by military shooters more than he like kind of sim-based games more than he was. Like arcadey shooters. Yeah, I mean, it was it was Arma. Everything yeah. stemmed from Arma. So right. That's- well, even before that, the games that he was playing. When I interviewed him at Tokyo Game Show, you know, we we chatted about it, and it's like he played a lot of Battlefield. He still plays Battlefield, but he's like always the sniper chilling on the hill. Like he liked that tactical shooter, and I think Battle Royale can be much more than just a tactical shooter. And that's where I think there's a risk for them. Like PUBG will always be here, right? But games have their ebbs and their flows. You know, Rocket League had its moment. And it's kind of tailed off a little bit because people find new games to play. Right. You know, and I think that PUBG is going to go through that because what you're talking about, you know, that they cracked the code. There's like a new thing. And now everyone's going to be chasing that thing. But it's always cool to see it when that creative person is the one that's rewarded first for doing something cool. 
and I think that's that's what goes back to Tiny Metal. I was like, congratulations on making Advance Wars before Nintendo could or did. Or it, it's it, shameful. We talked about it. It was nine years. Yeah. Since they had made Advance Wars, was the last one, and they, that was the first. The first one was like two thousand one or two. Because yeah. I remember it was a Game Boy. I don't know if it was a launch title, but it came out at the same time the Game Boy Advance. I remember this because I literally broke my Game Boy Advance because that game was in. It was great, but it was infuriating, frustrating if you were losing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I was a not. I was a very twitchy and angry child. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I love that game. Tiny Metal. Tiny, tiny metal. metal. Google Tiny Metal. And just, it's it's literally, like, it's not even like people would say, oh, it's a, it's a precursor to Advance Wars. No, this is Advance Wars. There's like no cutting the, the corners here. It is. Like, it, there's literally, like, it's just Advance Wars. <laughs> yeah. That was my, that's my game of show, if I had to pick one. There were a lot of good indie people there. I'm trying to think what else I saw. Fantasy Flight. Not Fantasy Flight. That's Fantasy Flight Games. Fantasy Fight. I saw a fighting game made in Unity. Uh-huh. Which is very rare. Which was super cool. Um, that I saw a cool fighting game that was really interesting. I wish I could remember their name. Fighting, f- oh, damn it! I feel so bad because I want to give them promote. I want to give them press. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw some stuff. A lot of a lot of VR at the show. A lot of PSVR everywhere. But it was like old VR. Like like a lot of VR games that were already out. Like no, Skyrim VR, Doom ones. VR. I mean, I got we. There's a little demo of Star Child from Playful. That was fun. That, that was cute. Yeah, I, I liked, liked that a lot. I liked it. And then there was also Wipeout VR. Which you threw up almost in? No, I didn't. I would. You would barf. I would barf. <laughs> um, I handled my shit. Because like, you're a man. I, like, yeah. No, I know. It's not, that has nothing to do with it. I'm sure girls can handle their shit too, dude. It's just VR constitution has to do with mind over matter at it's, times. No, I have a very sensitive equilibrium, so I can't scuba dive. At all? But you're not doing any. You're not scuba diving no, but when I'm you're in VR. But you're just sitting there. No, all I get that. Is, look, I'm sitting here. This is a different screen, and you have to use your imagination, and it lets you trick your brain. No, but I'm but I'm wondering if that like because the equilibrium is your sense of balance. Oh, in totally. Your, in your body, I wonder if that because I'm sensitive to stuff like scuba diving. If that's why VR can you read me in more. the car? No. It'll make you sick. Yeah. Do you get sick on roller coasters? No. No. No, but I don't go. I only go on the ones that go up and down. I don't do the ones that go upside down. Okay, but like I and I, I get this. I only get sick when I read in the car if I'm in the back seat. Makes no sense. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm just a weird dude. I'm just weird. No, you're you're uh. <laughs> yeah, an I guess anomaly. So. Yeah, you're kind of an anomaly of sorts. Trust me, nothing nothing makes me upset more than putting on a VR headset, playing a great game in VR, and then having to take it off because I'm getting sick. Yeah. It's really frustrating. I mean, I've played some really good, like Resident Evil Seven. That game in VR is super fun, but yeah. I cannot play it. I'm not I a fan of the sick. locomotion in it. I just cannot get sick. The teleportation I can deal with, mm-hmm. like uh, Steambox. Doom VR teleportation is pretty decent. Yeah, there's almost they almost like made a. That's what's brilliant about that Doom game is that they made it a, like almost like a meta gameplay mechanic to teleport. Like yeah. it's not just a movement mechanic. Like there's a strategy to moving. Yeah. Like a big straight like teleporting behind. I saw like some weird combos like shooting, teleporting behind because everything pauses when you teleport, right? Or moves yeah. super slow. It's like bullet time. Yeah, and then doing this other combo. It's a really interesting yeah. system how they did that because they could have just been like, yeah, it's, it's it time slows. You can move and then keep shooting, but like you. you it, it, integrates into the gameplay perfectly okay greg i got a vr hot take for you okay 
PSVR is winning the VR battle. Of course it is. Well, they're the only ones who are releasing their numbers, right? I mean, yeah. Oculus didn't, HTC Vive didn't. That's correct. But their runs, they're like proud of those numbers. They're like, here are our numbers. And I think it's because it's two ninety nine by itself, right? I think on sale right now, so it's, it's around that. Two ninety nine by itself, and then they have bundles for three ninety nine, I believe, right? Yep. But the PS four and the thing. But the thing I didn't notice though, um, in the back room, they had they had two setups. They were switching out a PS four to a PS four Pro in the middle of one of my demos, specifically for Star Child. Mm-hmm. And when they put the PS four Pro in, it was night and day. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those guys. It's like, oh, console, PC. You know, I know PC looks nicer, but you know, I, when you're playing the game, it doesn't matter. I mean, that this mattered to me. That makes sense, you know, because it's VR, uh, having the best hardware possible. Yeah, everything just looked more vibrant, smoother, colorful, like cleaner. I mean, I know the resolution is stuck at the whatever the 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 headset is, but it just looked cleaner. It m- must have been like a texture thing because everything just looked better. It looked yeah. very muddy in the in the PS4 Pro, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I mean, the, that's just optimization. The game's still look good on the PS4, not Pro. I mean, this is. I have a feeling every single system we played on at the thing was a PS4 Pro, though. And it, the reason I say they're winning is just a battle. It's the first battle in the VR wars, or not even the first battle. They've had battles back in the '90s, and everyone lost. <laughs> Everybody lost. Nobody won. <laughs> you know Nobody what I mean? Won. So it's like this is the VR wars are still going on. Sony is winning. Sony has a lot of content on there, man. And it's becoming a platform that people, smaller devs, can target. Two million. uh, When you have a total addressable market like that, you become a lot easier to market to venture capitalists. Because now we know how many units are out there on that platform alone. So it's like, of course, Sony's going to be like, here, have some money for a VR exclusive. It's a great time to be a VR dev, man. If you can do something unique and i think one thing that we tried uh today that was or this week that was super unique was uh accounting plus yeah that game was hilarious <laughs> i mean it takes a lot of i mean shout out to squanch games justin Rowland and william the two people who created the game yeah they it's it's very hard especially william it's very hard to create a game where you could do nothing and still be entertained that's, yeah. I think that's a challenge. And uh, you could sit there and just look around and like be entertained and laughing. That li- thing is laughing. You're laughing consistently in that game. Oh, my God. I just sat there and laughed at the man yelling at me from the tree. Yeah. Hey, get out of here. What are you doing? This is my tree so, place. Uh, <laughs> get out of here. So you literally turn on, you, you turn on the, the game and you're in this woods and then like it's telling you how to move around and all of a sudden this, this really oddball guy comes out of the tree and just starts yelling at you. Like yelling. Like he's yelling. You can barely hear yourself think. And it's Justin Rowland doing that voice. Mm-hmm. So it's basically Morty yelling at you at the top of your lung. It's going, hey, get out of here, you. It's my tree. You're breaking my goggles. And you're like, what's every, every single time you touch something? it like triggers another line. So he's like, hey, wait, what are you doing? Don't grab that. You're going to break it. You broke my thing. It's just, it's hilarious. Like, don't touch that phone. And then you answer the phone answer and then the someone's phone. talking to you yeah, it's, while he's yelling at you and they start talking about the same thing. Oh my goodness. It's, it's, it's very much, it's a, it's one of those things that's, I wouldn't call it necessarily a video game. It's more of a interactive experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fun. It's funny. You're involved. You know, it's like being in, it's like being in an episode of Rick and Morty, honestly. Like you're just there. He's, he's just going to keep doing VR games. Like he, I think he has a, a passion for that. I think what they've kind of cracked the code on over there was voice has so much to do with perception or an immersion 
in a game, when you have someone that's constantly talking to you about what's going on around you, you become more immersed in that situation. And later in that demo, when you're in that uh, van, <laughs> the dog, the dog that tell, yells at you, yeah. The dogs are yelling at you, and like one of them's got a bullet wound, and like they're like cursing. And Why then, would you open that? The cops are outside. Clo- close it. Oh my god, we're all gonna die. Like it just—it's nonstop talking. It's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, I got shot in the head. It's my mom. Shoot my mom. Grab the gun. Shoot my mom. They introduce <laughs> themselves. It's like so well written. Yeah. And you're right. It is a it's an immersive episode of something, but it's interactive. And you you do have to do something to progress. It's kind of exciting to see like because this is just basically like a little I mean the game's twelve dollars. Yeah. I mean, this is a little tech demo. You know what I mean? For them to see how and every time they their game does better they'll get more and more funding and get make the game bigger and bigger. And I, I eventually would not be surprised if we don't, if we get full episodes of Rick and Morty that we're literally along with them for the adventure. We don't yeah. talk, but we get to see and interact with them. But you I know? think accounting has a future. No, the accounting series for sure. I think accounting is like going to keep going. Like it's just this thing now. That I like, want to get my wife like, the accounting and the headset and just like I think, play this. I think PSVR is going to win. Dude, already, it already has. No. I mean, it's won this battle. But I mean, like, if they continue to really... Let's say there is a PS5. And there's a new PSVR that works with that. They could really continue to dominate. Oh, I think they definitely Cause, will. Because there's they, they have the brand. You know, 70 million people have a PS4. And 2 million of them have bought a PSVR. So it's not like a huge amount of sales are attached right now but in the future as the hardware gets better for consoles and the headsets get better that could be really interesting and, th- and it's like oculus's brand is non-existent it's it's dying you know like the faces of that company are all gone they have money they have facebook but then you have vive which i think is still the best experience that's what i wanted to get to i think ps4 and psvr is winning it's a lesser experience to Vive. I think Vive is the most immersive VR. I would just think if I think it would be more successful just because I mean it all comes down to money, right? So yeah. for three hundred dollars for a three hundred dollar headset and a I think I think PS on Black Friday they were selling PS4 for like one eighty. PS4 Pro? No, no, just a regular PS4. Pro. PS what was the PS4 Pro cost like two fifty? It's a hundred dollars. It's almost two hundred dollars less than an Xbox One X. So it's like so it's, uh, it's like three hundred bucks or two hundred. So for six hundred dollars, you can get like the best console right. VR. We're, we're like you know the cheapest bundle I've seen for VR is a thousand, I think, with a VR, yeah. and it was not with a laptop. And yeah. A, so I mean, like it's the price point. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, that's with all, with all technology, right? I mean, whatever has the lowest price point and is sufficient enough to do what it does is going to be successful. But, you know, at the same time, there's a ton of VR HMDs out there. And there's a sleeping giant that just acquired one. Apple acquired a VR headset. Oh, yeah. And they all, they're all looking into it now. You know, Google is always sniffing around HTC. They acquired half of their company. What I think is really great, like you mentioned the Vive, like all these games that are on Oculus and Vive are being ported to PSVR. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, I'm talking about from a dev perspective, I'm looking at PSVR and being like, hooray, there's more, there's more devices I can make a game for. Right, and I think that's a good thing for VR. That now, it's like the people who really want to make VR games are going to be the ones that are doing it. And they're just making it so not necessarily it's not easy to make a VR game, but they're making it very approachable for devs. Because I mean, for example, like Unity has that whole store where you can buy 
things on it. Like if you like say you know how to code, right? But you don't know how to model. They have storage. Just give them some money, buy some models that you need, you know, and then just make the game based off that. Mm-hmm. We should make a VR game in Unity. Shaq News. Yes. The Shaq News game. The Shaq. Uh, there was a. <clears throat> did you know we had a game jam? Romsteady, a listener of the show, mm-hmm. reader of the the site, viewer of videos and streams. I've seen him comment a few times. Yeah. Champion of doing it for Shaq News. He held a game jam, and one of the game jam games was a VR game based on Shaq News. <laughs> it was okay. You had, you were on a motherboard, and you had to find like a, like a lamp and a sand and like a lime thing. <laughs> the games were great. R.I.P. Don or Run Don Run was the game that won the game jam. It was a side-scrolling runner, and it was based on a chatty post. R.I.P. Don. It's like this guy was buying a bicycle from someone on Craig, Craigslist or something. And they were doing this text message conversation. At the end of every text message conversation about this bicycle, the person selling him the bike would say, R.I.P. Don. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so how much is the bike? Oh, it's $350. <laughs> R.I.P. Don. <laughs> I would just keep going. Every, time every I single part of the conversation. I may be getting some aspect of the chat log incorrect, but R.I.P. Don came from that. That sounds like I accidentally a car. Yeah, it's exactly like I, I accidentally a car. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, we have a rich history of typos <laughs> and funny things and text. Because you can't edit the chatting, much like you can't edit tweets. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe you can edit the new chatty. That, that was on the. That was on the DL. What? Oh AK. yeah, I guess that is on the DL. Whoops. It was on the DL, AK. What? What the hell? What's going on? My bad. We can edit that out later. No, we won't edit it. There are going to be thirty people who are really excited, and then three thousand that are going to be fucking pissed. I don't know what I'm talking. What new chatty? Yeah. Can yeah, I personally? Can I personally delete the old code? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Film me deleting the code off. Don't delete AARP chatty. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> That's mean. Respect your elders, Greg. Um, so yeah, PSX. What else did we see? Nothing. A very shockingly I've... I saw some booths. You get your face painted like Kratos at yeah. the God of War. If you want to see something sad, you look at the, the the four. So there's right now, there's about, I would say, four flagship system-selling games that PS4 is marketing. And that's Detroit, Being Human, Days Gone, God of War 4, and Spider-Man. The new amazing, whatever. It's just called Spider-Man, which is really rude. Just called Spider-Man, right? Well, guess what? None of them, except for Detroit, were playable on the show floor. They didn't have any live demos, nothing. It was just a booth that you walk through and kind of see stuff, and it was okay. But it was just like, like today we we, we were walking around at one. Those booths were completely empty because there's nothing to do in them. So no. wasted amount of space. It was like they just had the booths anyway from the last show. Let's put it over there. I'm having a hard time, like. I wonder if they'll continue with PSX. The first one was the first one that I ever went to was in San Francisco. Was three years ago, and uh-huh. it was a, it was a good show. They had announcements. There's a lot of big announcements. Yeah, you know? but like this one had the the biggest takeaway announcement was Medieval. That was it, and yeah. it's not even a new game. It's just a remaster. <laughs> For sure. So like that was it. That was really it. I mean, I think they're pushing really hard in the PSVR 
you know, which rightfully so. I mean, they need to push I think that. You know, ahead of Christmas, they're trying to push PSVR as hard as possible. Yeah, there were there was a lot of PSVR at the show, a lot of PSVR. So, Doom had a line. Doom had a line. Skyrim, Skyrim was had open. a line. Battlefront was completely empty. Battlefront did not have a line. Yeah, they had boost there. So Destiny Two had people playing. Yeah, because you got something at the end of it. You got like an emblem or something. Oh, uh, okay. So like it's uh. So, like, I don't understand, like, I understand the concept of game shows when your game's not out, but, like, once your game has been out for more than a month, why are you having huge boosts at the show? <laughs> your game is out, man. It's out. Destiny was there, World War II was there, and Battlefront was there. Their games have been out for but, a while. But, Greg, if all these games, between the games that weren't there at all and the games that were already out weren't at that convention center... It would be a very small convention. Yeah, but honestly, I'd rather just segment that the big boost, those big Modern Warfare boosts, or uh, World War II, and just segment into four pieces and give me more indie devs. Because those were what stole the I, show. I was going to say, like, I almost want, like, you know what they did with uh, Nindies? You know, I love my Nindies. You love your Nindies. Uh, at GDC, yeah. where they had the Nindies event yeah. for the press. If they could do that with the Unties or the Unties, you know, the Sony music ones, that would be cool. Like a separate event dedicated to them, so they don't have to spend as much money. But it's like in, you know, it's weird. You look at Nintendo, where like they don't have Space World anymore. They don't even have a press conference anymore. Like they don't do anything. Did they? They, they they're they're just YouTube direct. Did they have a presence at Tokyo Game Show at all? No. Really? They've had a fight with them for a very long time, because Nintendo had a event. Uh, that was press only, or I think it might have been free, uh, called Space World. I remember they were, they they announced uh, twi- in a way they they did that cool Twilight Princess trailer or the Link trailer. I remember yeah. two thousand nine or eight or whatever. No, it was it was earlier. It was than earlier that. than it was like two thousand two or one or something. Yeah, it might have been two thousand two thousand two thousand two thousand one. Because I remember when that surfaced. The world freaked out yeah. when they saw that 3D clip of Zelda fighting Ganon showcasing the power Not of the game. Zelda game. Link. Link, sorry. The Zelda game, it's been a long show. You're a long show. That's mean. I know. I am kind of mean. But like, no, I mean, I can think companies get that way and then they just get very... Nintendo's always been a very private company. They've mm-hmm. always been very private. In matter of fact, most Japanese devs, I think the only Japanese developers we've actually interviewed, like, you know... Very pretty casually, or I've been Capcom. Capcom is pretty open with their Japanese devs. I interviewed Suda51 through Nintendo. Yeah, Suda51, but he, that's not a first party, though. No, but he was, it was Nintendo PR that set that up for me. I had to, wait, we actually talked to them? I talked to Nintendo PR a lot. Do they, do they, are, are they responded? No. <laughs> hey guys, just checking in for the 50th time. If you could please. No, I mean, we have a good relationship. I think if anyone was, has been paying attention to our content uh, going into the end of the year, we had Xenoblade. We reviewed, you know, reviewed it. Um, we we did a please take a look video on it. The a ton of Mario Odyssey content, a ton of Zelda content for the Ballad of the Ballad of the Wild. Is that what it's called? Ballad of Champions. Champions Ballad. It's close. Yeah, I'm, Ballad I'm of famous the Wild for switching name, dude. I switch words around all the time because of my dyslexia, so I'm just like. I know. That's Ballad tough. of the Champion of the Wild. That's a, hey, that's a good name for the DLC though. It's not the flipping of the words because I understand that. It's just like part of your thing. It's the caps that drive me nuts <laughs> as your editor. Okay, 
that's that's okay that, <laughs> if we're just if we're talking real right now it's that, the, it's so, the cap so that is a hard counter to like how you're supposed to do marketing on twitter and facebook because caps draw attention so you're supposed to cap every word so people click on it that's a marketing thing and it's been branded into my head so when i type regularly oh. i do it every once in a while out of habit oh okay that explains it i was like it can't be an english teacher that did this to you. no no it was a marketing thing for like social media and like marketing. advertising and stuff yeah e- even when you look at billboards they'll mm-hmm. either be all caps usually all caps they're usually all caps in billboards but you see some that have capital letters you know we should just mention that my third co-host you know the, the the third chair she's not here right now our senior vice president of marketing and the the chair pup of the board she Lola. she's yeah she needs to market better and she needs to start traveling better she doesn't travel well she doesn't travel so she like to travel well like at least at least to see at least the cfo is managing the assets quite comfortably in yeah. the ukiah home base yeah with you Nessie. Guys, you guys handled the fires okay? Nessie, yeah, we handled the fires fine. They were surrounded by them for a while. But they, you know, you know, shout out to firefighters and police department and in emergency services. When, like, when the fire starts, it's a madhouse. But they rapidly make sure that, try their best to make sure big yeah, towns and stuff it. don't get... They were digging trenches and stuff, like, all throughout our town just as a precaution. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's unfortunate. I think there was a coffee park in Santa Rosa burned down really badly. And that's just a fluke. But they make sure that they really try to stop that because it's it's also hard for a fire to spread in like a like a business or like a residential district because in a residential district because you know there there's like fireproof stuff on the buildings and there's fire containment systems inside some buildings so like it's when they when they burn down that's that's rare that that happens but it does happen but we were fine yeah and it was really smoky the ones down here it looked like it literally driving into anaheim today it looked like a a bomb had gone off. It was gorgeous, like the colors, but it was yeah, it was from the fires and the smoke and all the. You could the stuff. see it like just raising up from one area. That north was north of here. That was burning all through the hills yeah. because I mean, like it was stopping at the base because, like I said, it's hard for fires to spread in those big corporate buildings because they uh-huh. have so many safety stuff. But it was burning through all those hills, and there's a lot of homes in those hills. And yeah, people don't sad. realize, like um, my wife, there was a lot of there. Was, she was like, "How do people burn to death? Like when there's wildfires? It's like, well, it's not it's not burning to death. You're." You either die of smoke inhalation, smoke inhalation. or you pass out yeah. uh, from the heat and die, then die of smoke inhalation. So it's yeah. like, that's the problem. You don't have to hold your hand over an open flame. That's what people forget. You don't have to hold your hand over an open flame if you get hot. It can be hot from 50, 50 feet away, uh-huh. you know, and, that's, and that shit can still burn you, even if you're not directly open, open flame. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. No, you, you're, you basically are cooking. The temperature yeah, it's basically, yeah, that's what it is. You're, you're and being and, and there was even another uh, fire in Marietta. In Temecula, another SoCal fire. I know. And I always get, makes me nervous because when there's a big fire, and I remember that in high school, one of our teachers telling us this, that when there's a, when there's a fire, a big fire, and everyone's going to that big fire, arsonists will start other fires just because people are assholes. You know what I mean? Just to just cause more chaos. And then you got stretched really thin. So there was, LA was on fire. SoCal was on fire. You know, and Marietta yeah. was on fire. So like, yeah. they had all these huge fires. Fallbrook was on fire. Yeah, Fallbrook. Yeah. So I like, I mean, his mom and lives like right over there. And it's hard to think like, I mean, everything is dry this summer, like really dry in SoCal. Yeah. But it's hard to imagine that all these fires start at the same time. Yeah. So that's why I get nervous. I'm like, oh, great. Some asshole is going to go out and start a fire because he's an idiot. Well, talking about assholes causing trouble <laughs> and mayhem. Oh. Our our good buddy Charles Singletary went to the Call of Duty World League, right? He did, Charles. To, in Dallas. 
He'll never go to another event again. You ru- you just two, ruined it. Two days out of three, he had to evacuate due to a bomb threat. So, you know, I usually have a soapbox about social media. I'm going to take my soapbox out for this real quick. Okay, get it why, out. Why are you doing... Hey, people. I'm standing on the soapbox now. Hey, why... Why you got to do that? Why you got to call a bomb threat in on an, e- in an esports event? Call a bunch of, duty. of people. <laughs> call of Duty, probably. I mean... They're like calling a nuke in. Hello, oh, it's hilarious. We called the SWAT team into Call of Duty. It's a horrible idea. It b- puts people in danger. It's just... A, it's a not... A smart thing. Well, yeah, you you well, cause panics, though. No, way. it's it's terrible. The problem is, is that like video games attract kids. Mm-hmm. Kids. I mean, kids sometimes don't understand the the impact they have when they say something. The SWAT. So like, you saying you that they the, did this for lols? They, you're saying the swatting thing. Remember the swatting thing for a while that was really bad. Uh huh. Like kids were doing that. It was kids. Yeah. And under eighteen, kids, because they don't understand this the seriousness of it. Yeah. I know. I'm not saying it was a kid who called in a bomb threat. I'm happy that they actually did evacuate and they took precautions. Yeah. You know, especially in 2017 with all this bad stuff happening at public yep. events, I'm really glad that we have a system and they take all the threats seriously. But at the same time, it I mean, probably was a kid calling in, being like, "Haha, yeah." I'm like a troll. talking about our event today, we had metal <laughs> detectors that we were going through. Yeah, the America is starting to feel like a prison rapidly when you go to an event. But like, at least we know that no one has an assault rifle. Yeah, on the inside, but like, there's still plenty of people on the outside, which is like, I just yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's Disneyland though. Anaheim's the happiest place on earth. You know, you go through a metal detector at Disneyland too. I know. And it's not even through the park. They do it in downtown Disney. So the entire... See, that is something like... I mean, I don't like it, but and I get it. And I don't think it's security theater. You're, you're, you go into downtown Disney, they immediately check you. Yeah. And then there's no more metal detectors all the time. But like that's a whole area being technically protected. But, by, by Mr. Mouse. Huh? Give us your money. Ha ha ha. You'll be safe here. $110, please. Ha ha. So yeah, for $110, you can be under the protection of Mr. Mouse. Oh, I thought we were going to have a problem there for a minute. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, no, we're not. No problem. Uh, so yeah, I, I think, uh, I don't know, PSX, man. I mean, it, honestly, I would say this. I would say if it wasn't for the indies, it would be a massive disappointment. The indies yeah. saved the game. The, the devs that I met there, when I first went there, I was like, this sucks. And then I started to talk to more indie devs and, you know, and talk about how their game was being made and how it was really hard for them to come out here but it wasn't because they you know sony helped them so much and that's that's what really made the day for me let's talk about the the, the detroit uh i don't know what you even call it being it's like human. a live demonstration that thing was powerful that was kind of cool i thought it was very powerful so basically if you guys you don't know detroit being human is a game takes place in the future science fiction about we create android androids or not androids just cy- no yeah androids androids because cyborgs are part human so it's it's androids uh and they're like they're subservient they're they're servants they're ai intelligence made to do grunt work or be maids or my personal favorite is can you fuck it yeah <laughs> that's uh there's a debate that that's part of the game. Yeah, there's a debate that's part of the game. I interviewed the CEO of the company that's doing it, and he would decline to comment, like likefully so, because it's a really it's a it's a touchy subject. But they had this display there, and inside the display they had the a, the model AP700 Android, their latest model Android, pre-order mm-hmm. now for eight thousand dollars, made in Detroit, and there were people, they were androids, but they're they're Android people, but they were behind the glass, and they would look at you and wave very slowly and blink very slowly, and it was just very powerful because it kind of, I think, the themes in that game they're very they're not subtle, they're very 
nail on the head with you know segregation and racism and yeah. fear of the unknown and you know wh- you know what is a person what is being human like that's the big theme of those games and i'm really excited to see the story because i like in- the percentages that it showed oh people who choose stuff no like, no it was like your probability of getting out of the situation oh doing yeah it. doing the demo yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I, I enjoyed the that aspect of their the gameplay mechanic it really is a playable movie yeah it always um, has been it's the guys that did heavy rain no, and beyond two souls that no stuff. i know and, and those games are cool but they're different you know and it's like it's the game is very different i feel their experiments almost they're almost like proof of concepts yeah how can we do this you know what i mean because i mean it's heavy mocap heavy heavy mocap that entire game everything is mocap everything mm-hmm. Which is incredible to me. Yeah, I think that mocap motion capture technology is is where we're rapidly going. And uh, Andy Serkis's company, uh, the Imaginarium, which is in England, mm-hmm. they can now do mocap outside on location. Like that's where we're at now. We used to be able to have to be in a room with a million cameras and had to be perfect lighting, and now you can do. They, they're doing it outside on location. Planet of the Apes was done on the most of the mocap was done on location. So they're. What wearing green suits? So they're wearing in, suits with the sensor balls, and I guess they have a rig that they bring out and they surround the set in the rig, and then they can get all the data, which is incredible. That's awesome. So I think it's really interesting, and it works, especially with Planet of the Apes, because you're mixing CGI and humans, so you can work with your actors on set. Yeah, and they're in costume, and you're in like a you know a ball suit, but it doesn't matter. You know, you're you're working with them, and it gets a better performance out of the actors. Interesting. But that's that's then that's what that. Beyond Two Souls thing, I feel every single time they do it, they're, they're experimenting. I have a big thing. You two do. You have a big thing, too, of innovation. Innovators. Yeah. You know, Steve Jobs and Paul Merlecki and stuff like Just that. Just doing something different because yeah. it's cool. And every time I'm they a make a game, that. they do something different with that mo- motion capture technology. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Writing's never going to change. You're always going to have a certain way to write things, right and wrong, whatever, how to tell a story. But the mocap is just getting incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. So, yeah. I don't know. But it was a good. But the talking about the display they had there, it was yeah. just it was very powerful. Like yeah, you know, I I enjoyed that. I thought there was a cool Horizon alloy cosplay. Oh, the little thing. Well, was it a co- see? Here's the thing. It wasn't was it cosplay? If it's a professional company hired by Sony to do it, because all those guys were Sony people, they were Sony. Yeah, but it's still cool. Oh no, dude, it was totally cool. Does she have like a d- dinosaur friend in the game? I guess so. I haven't played Horizon. I just got a PS4 like less than three months ago and I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn yet. Did you get it on Black Friday? No. I got South Park on Black Friday. Nice. I don't have... So you can test this. As a journalist, there's so many games that come out. So when you have time to play a game you want to play, you're very picky. Mm-hmm. So I really want to play South Park. I haven't touched it yet, but that's the game I really want to try. I got some games I want to talk to you about that Go. I've been playing. Gaming. Even- We're talking about gaming on the gaming podcast. I know. The Shack News Chat Cast. The Shack News ch- Chatty Chatty Cast. Not the Chatty, chatty cast. cast. Rip Chatty Cast. Chatty Cast. Rip. Sorry. Games? Weekend confirmed. Rip. Um, <laughs> pour one out. Pour one out for. for I'm weekend. pouring some hand sanitizer out for Weekend, for weekend confirmed. confirmed right now because of your Chatty Cast jab. <laughs> it's all your fault. It's, it's, it always is. But props to both the pre all previous. Shack News podcast and this one. I'm playing video games here at you know in the hotel and on the go. On your switch. Yeah, on my switch. 
Um, is your I, memory card full yet on that thing? You have like a one terabyte SD card. Is no, full. it's 256 gigs. And it's and full. No, it's not full. Okay. I have Doom. I, I didn't play Doom. I played... I've been playing Mario. I have like 250 some moons now. Rocket League. I didn't play any Rocket League. Because <gasps> Zelda's DLC came out. Oh, and the oh, Champions Ballad is really cool. It's hard. A, the first four parts are hard. And then it gets even weirder. It's like I have some... You know the bird that plays the accordion? Falco? Sure. I just call him Falco. He's like, doo-ba-doo-daba. Right? You know, that guy. Anyway, he's singing some song, giving me a clue as the three things I have to do around him. I have no idea what I'm doing. That's those where are, I'm some at. Some of those are hard. Those, that's where I'm at. And I kind of want to go back to Mario now. Because I'm like still not all the way past whatever the hell I'm supposed to do in Mario. There's something after the after you get the wedding and all. I haven't played Mario yet either. I need to play. You that. haven't even touched Mario yet. No. What did I tell you on the last chat cast you were on, Greg? Play I said, Mario. Play gonna, five minutes of Mario. Or you're per gonna day. cut off my thumbs and yeah. fire me. I got it. Come on. Please play Mario before the end of the year. You have to. You can't vote for game of the year without playing it. You'll think it's delightful. Oh, I can't vote for that game without playing it. That's what it is. So you're just gonna you're just you're just on the Zelda train. I think it's really and I think it's really impressive when a game reinvents itself. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredibly hard to do, especially when you ran a franchise so long. And there were two games that did this, this that year this year, and that was Zelda and Resident Evil Seven. Two games that have had this massive length of time to just you know doing sequel after sequel after sequel and then completely reinventing themselves. Yeah, and and getting positively received is incredible to me. And I'm really shocked that uh, Resident Evil 7 is not getting more like nominations for Game of the it Year. It won Best VR, it, which is so weird. That, that those We're talking about the real Game Awards at GDC. Is it, oh, those Game <laughs> the Awards. The real Game Awards. The Game Developers the Choice Game Awards. The Game Developers Choice Awards. Those ones. That's, for those of you who don't know, the Game Awards is the Nickelodeon Teen Choice Awards of video games. Sorry. Really? I think it is. No way. I don't well, at least you got you were invited. I wasn't even invited. Shaq, yeah, Shaq was not invited. Greg Burke was. No, John reached out. John Gaudiosi was. He had to re- No, he had to reach out. He had to say, "Hey, can we get?" A-? He didn't even ask for. T- they didn't even offer tickets. He just said, "Hey, can I be the red carpet?" Not even a ticket. They got two tickets afterwards that I gave to my people who were helping me. Two Al- tickets afterwards. I don't, dude. I don't. Honestly, I I would ra- I would do the GDC, the Game Developer Choice Award, the Game Developer Awards, hand over heels over the game, the Game Awards. I just think I'm going to do the Shaq News Awards without you because you said you didn't want to come. The Dundies. I can't. I'm so tired. You're not coming to the Shundies. I've got home in seven days and I have to fly back, do a top ten, an arcade corner, edit interviews. That Justin Rowland interview is going to be a pain. You and your wife a trip to North to, to the beautiful Ohio to the beautiful Ohio. You'll love our potatoes. It's very cold. <laughs> and, and and we have a puppy. I'm going to go outside and be like, it's a paradise. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's kind of like Ice Planet Hoth, but. There's before. not enough time, man. There's not. I don't. I mean, it okay, sucks. Fine. I would love to do it, but the problem is I have too We're many gonna responsibilities. We're going to stream it Are you going to wear tux? I can. Probably should I would tux on a green screen with a fake podium. Just hold low and put Lola in a tux, and then just hold her. The she hates wearing clothes. <laughs> and I'm not that kind of person that would make an animal wear stuff. 
she's like the only times that she's ever worn anything she has this look on her face of just complete disapproval we are doing uh dundies we are doing the dundies of the the game awards we are doing this you we'll do them in a, in a different way i wanted to shoot it in in, can in we Aus- do it can yeah we do it in, in Austin, ohio and this it's, is not gonna happen it's not gonna happen it's gonna take three days it's gonna take it's gonna take a day and a half to write it's mm-hmm. gonna take an entire day to shoot and it's mm-hmm. gonna take another two days to edit probably it's a timeline just doesn't work for me unfortunately that's unfortunate that's if you do it right i mean you could do it wrong and then it'd be a lot faster but i'm gonna do it wrong and fast <laughs> no i mean like if you shoot it wrong and then edit it quickly you know it's just it's not gonna I'll shoot it wrong, edit it quickly, and do it fast for Shaq News. This is the one unfortunate thing when you have a remote office. You know, when we're all over the places, that's the one. Like it's times it's like hard these, to get together when you're like, stuff. "Damn, I wish we." Sometimes you know, you wish you had an office because you could you could take three days off of the office to do this. You know what I mean? But when you work at home and you have deadlines, and since you, me, and Ozzy are really the only people who create video content for the Shaq channel. Oh. No, I think Charles has submitted some video. Yeah, gameplay, gameplay stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, other guys have submitted. Yeah, yeah. Chris has some. He's he's done some gameplay videos. It just it sucks because when I go to events like this, it con the content stops, and that's yeah, like the shows. Yeah, and that's that's frustrating to me because I you know it's just it's I want to get stuff up every week for our viewership. I like our viewers. I like the people who like my shows, and uh, I appreciate it. You know, uh, shout out to a guy. On Twitter, Captain Zork. He's yeah, like, he's great. And and uh, and Bad Kitty sixty four. Bad Kitty's amazing. There's also she's a, a other, she's a strong listener of the the Shack Cast too. Yeah, shout out to those two. And there's also a few. Chat she's members. been live tweeting our shows, which is just great. And I and I don't I don't I don't comment on the chat very much anymore, but I do read everything. So like there are a few cool people on the chat that I really appreciate. Like just saying cool stuff. Like hey, this video is awesome. It means a lot. It's like oh cool, because like YouTube's a very toxic environment. <laughs> Yeah, now people have, liked your top 10 Nintendo Switch games. Yeah, it got 3,000 views organically, which is really good. And it, it also uh, got good comments on the chatty. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean, I try, my goal for the top 10 is to try to do a joke every number, but sometimes it doesn't work, and I was able to almost do it in that one. I did one for Mario Kart. The Xenoblade thing was hilarious, yeah. I thought. That Chris Farley sketch is how I exactly felt. We, you and I, there was, like, there was, we were in the, the uh, it was PAX, PAX West. And, the Nintendo representative was showing us how to play Xenoblade and I, there was a moment of just clarity where me and Asif at the exact same time look at each other and we're just like, we make eye contact and in our heads we're like, we don't know what the fuck he's doing. We have no idea how this game is played. It was like, there's blades. We're just like, there's blades and you support, there's quick time events and you gotta do the driver. We had, I, we had no clue. We're just like, well, I this is, but the game, that does, but that doesn't mean the game isn't incredible. I've heard great things about it. I've, I've, heard, seen, I've heard great things and I've heard bad things. It's like it's got a, it's a very divisive game right at this point. It is, and I'm gonna call out. I think it was Polygon or Kotaku that wrote an article. I think it was Polygon where the opening sentence in the Xenoblade Two review is, "I didn't like the first Xenoblade." That's the first sentence. That's not nice. That's that was just a cycle. Then you're like, okay, click off, biased. You know what I mean? Like clearly, <laughs> that's not right. It was the first sentence. That's harsh. <laughs> it was like, well, if you don't like it, well, gee, if you don't like the first one, are you going to like the second one? Gee, I'm glad we gave that person the review. Right. <laughs> I'm like, just in Slack chat, I'm like, who here likes JRPGs? And like, Charles is like, me, me, me. I'm like, okay, you're reviewing Xenoblade. But sometimes I feel you get a more honest view when you don't like something. Like, I mean. No, but I don't want to put 
Chris Gerard through a JRPG if he doesn't want to do it. You should give him every Nintendo Switch game to review. He hates Nintendo Switch. Every Switch game. That guy hates Nintendo Switch. Zero out of ten, not PUBG, next. Yeah, no, he likes Rabbit Peach, though. He's got that a, is a good game. That 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 is could make that it. That should be, like, number three, honestly. I mean, yeah. I it's mean, a very good game. It's almost like new IPs. It's a new IP, right? Mario Plus. It's two, it's it's two, two IPs. It's two IPs conforming to a new genre of IP. A new, new IP. Yeah. It's like a... It's Mario XCOM. Well, because, like, Rabbids were always, like, there were mini games, right? And then Mario was Mario. And then, like, there's not a single Mario or Rabbids game like the one they made. No. So, it's a new IP. Yeah, it's new. Yeah. It's a new IP, and it's creative and it's a delightful surprise i remember were you were at e3 when you were like i want to keep playing it we were at e3 when you were at the ubisoft thing and you were in that room playing it you're like no i, I want to keep playing yeah and you just played it for like an hour and a half <laughs> wait that was nintendo no ubisoft in at e3 upstairs out of downtown they had the preview event they had assassin's creed there they had mario rabbits there they had the crew there oh that's right yeah i just wanted to play rabbits you just wanted to play rabbits just give him the switch and he goes in his corner and he's happy. Thank you. I do like being in my corner on the switch. I like playing switch like I'm like lying down. Do you play switch lying down? No. I or can't. Like on the couch. I have a hard time. Um, I have big hands and this is not Nintendo Switch's fault at all. I have big hands and mm-hmm. the, the, the switch, my hands cramp after about 45 minutes and I have to put it down. Now, but they, now if someone out there knows if they make a grip for the switch that makes it more like the xbox controller like you know i have one for the 3ds they have those big grips mm-hmm. and i can play it for hours but right now the nintendo switch i just have to play it in tv mode because it hurts my hands really yeah that's what chris says too but like i don't i have big hands too but maybe it's like you guys are like maybe you play them in small enough increments because like me and chris and david seem like people who sit down and play a game for like three hours or more when we play yeah i do play in smaller increments so we i just, think that's also why i enjoy the handheld mode is i'll play for like i'll literally play mario odyssey for like five minutes and then put it down and be all pissed off i would love or if like someone, get a, or like get a moon and then put it down yeah i would love if someone made like a peripheral where you could put it on your head like a hat and then have it in front of you there's a 3d printed one <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I have to get it now. Modojo did an article about I it. I just have to. I have to get it now. And you know who? You know who talks about like you know, our uh, sister podcast, the Cartridge Family, over at the Greenlit. Uh, Joe Stacio, a bearded axe on the chatty. He talks about trying to figure out a nighttime rig for his Switch, like the <laughs> ultimate nighttime rig. And it's like it's like some sort of mount that you have above your head that you can just play with the Joy-Cons on either side of you. That'd be great. Or just something that has it in front of me at eye level so I can use the Pro Controller sometimes I look Something down. that like sits on your chest. It's like, like a, a perfect, harness, yeah. Like a little harness that is perfect. Because like, well, right. I'm thinking for airplanes because the problem with airplanes is I, I love playing on airplanes but other than the cramps I know you're looking down uh-huh. <laughs> the entire time on it so you look up you're like, oh my neck, my neck hurts. <laughs> Again, not Nintendo's fault. Not at all. It's airplane's fault for having small seats, but still. Like, I want to stick it in front of the seat, you know, like, attach it to the, to the mm-hmm. header and then play. And then it would be more easier than looking down. So, it's like they need, like, a, a portable way to stick it to things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Someone out there make a case for the Switch that's portable that can stick to things. And then while they're at it, make some bigger things for the ham-fisted right. and people. All, all I'm thinking right now is... That My ham-fisted friends that can't play Switch for very long. All I'm, I, I'll, I've played it for hours at a time in handheld, and I'm fine. I mean, we just have sensitive hands. All I'm thinking about now is the Virtual Boy. Because mm-hmm. you can duct tape that to your, to your head. You yeah. had to duct tape it to your head because it would keep falling. That'd be funny. <laughs> 
Maybe when they do the Switch Pro, it'll have like a Virtual Boy attachment that'll be head mounted. That no, that see, that's now you're opening up another uh, box of of interesting things. Like, are, are if they make another Switch, like a Switch Pro, are they? Gonna, is it going to be the same size tablet, and you just add your Joy Cons already to it? Yeah, or are they going to make new Joy Cons? So you could just slide that. onto the Switch. I don't know if they do that. That's alienating. No, they don't. Like Nintendo and Sony both have large histories of knowing of alienating their audiences, so they know they don't have to do that anymore. That's why they're so successful now. But look at it. You can remove the things. You can. It's like, hey kids, do you like Virtual Console? How about you can only play Virtual <laughs> Console with your SNES Joy Cons or your N sixty four Joy Cons? No, your- yeah, they are really they are really good at releasing. 3ds's that have just different colors and people buy them right yeah so what if they actually did like a virtual console that required different joy cons that'd be kind of cool that would be interesting or just have different different versions of joy cons kind of like the Wii Wii motion plus kind of thing yeah like joy con 2.0 whatever they're gonna call Mm -hmm. it yeah Wii con Wii because you play say Wii when you play it yeah it's that whole evolution of that system is incredible if you mario long jumps in odyssey i swear to god he's saying wii u wii u but he's saying woohoo pour one out for wii u i think he's saying wii u (laughs) i told you i've been playing a lot of these two games mario and zelda what a time to be alive dude a good mario game a great mario game and a great zelda game a transformative zelda game even yeah i mean like i mean i remember when xbox one ps4 came out hell when ps3 and xbox 360 came out i remember their launch titles that first year being very impressive not this impressive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, like to be fair, it is Mario and it is Zelda, so it's like that's that's like kind of unfair, you know what I mean? Like they get a Mario and a Zelda game, and like you know where the Halos and the God of Wars have to take a year, year and a half to be made after the new console. Launches. Yeah, usually. So like, yeah, but it is really impressive that they did it so quickly and they did it so well. I will say this: we were dogging on God of War's booth not being gameplay or not being able to play a game or whatever. The video I saw there, that game looks amazing. No, it looks incredible. I'm not. <laughs> it looks like that game looks outstanding. It could I, be really good. It's also a brilliant idea to take out, tackle the different mythologies. Yeah, I mean, you had Greek mythology, now you're moving on to Norris. I don't know, yeah. and it might help me. I know I'm a big fan of Greek mythology, Greek and Roman mythology. Love it. I've mm-hmm. always, I've, you know, I've like the Percy Jackson novels. I've read them all, and they've been really cool. But I know not absolutely nothing about Norse mythology. My Norse mythology mythos falls to. That movie that they made about the what was this jet? Uh, God, what was that movie that they made? The three it was all three D movie Beowulf. That's like my the extent of my Norse mythology is Beowulf. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's it. As I don't, I mean, I know a little bit about the the wolf, the hunt, the big wolf in Norse mythology because. Have you read Grendel? No. It's a book from the perspective of the monster in Beowulf. It's really interesting. It's like Catcher in the Rye, but with, about the monster and Beowulf. <laughs> like the, that whole movie was like the it's cycle. Very interesting of, book. If anyone out there has read Grendel, shout out to me at Techno Sucks. Well, that that on whole the chatty. that whole isn't that whole book a cycle about like the sins of man or something like that? It's a weird. There's a weird lesson in that movie about like the spoilers. So like the Beowulf the, spoilers. Be- Beowulf spoilers. And the movie's been out forever. So like the, the book's king, been out for eternity. The king sleeps with some kind of witch or some kind of sorceress or some kind of like powerful thing 
and then like a this the, it spawns this like evil powerful creature that comes and terrorizes his town and then it just keeps cycling it's weird grendel yeah that's, yeah. that's grendel then beowulf does it and then there's another guy and it's it was weird i mean it was an interesting story there was a there was a lesson there something there was there's some type of subtext in there that i don't procreate with magical people? i don't know but it was some kind of like sense of the father or, i don't know some weird symbol mm-hmm. i'm tired it's been a busy week but yeah so beowulf that was an interesting tangent greg sorry we just went off the rails i i told you this before we started without david this show was destined to go off the rails and i think because we were hanging out with justin roiland earlier it's just made us goofier and sillier than we normally would be because he is just silly juice he kept doing his bit i don't know if you guys watch rick and morty he kept doing his like fake door voice the whole interview and it was hilarious hi I'm, I'm larry from fake doors if you got fake doors you come down here and you can look at doors i got fake doors on top fake doors off bottom i got fake doors everywhere he was doing that with like his game and vr and psvr and well, his partner was like please stop please just stop he's like we can't say anything about that please stop and then at one point they started going off about johnson and johnson yeah it was hilarious they're gonna definitely get a a letter from Johnson and Johnson. Does Johnson and Johnson watch Shaq News YouTube? Is the question. No, probably not. So absolutely not. How you doing, David? Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. I know. There's no cinematic in this trailer. I know they're working on it. Poor it's, David. It's it's okay. He'll he'll be back next week probably. Rocket jump. Why there was no Resident Evil on VSX? <laughs> Four thousand words of anger. No. I think he's. We're we're talking about new new mega features to try. There, there was no Final Fantasy VII remake there either. No. I mean, I don't know. It's probably a good thing because honestly, every single time I hear information about the Final Fantasy VII remake or the RET remake, the 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 company doing them, Capcom and Square, they seem they seem very disgruntled. Like they like they're doing it out of spite. Like fine, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Just they're begrudgingly making these remakes and they don't want to but it's just like well because mm-hmm. i mean japanese devs they don't want to remake games that another japanese dev did you know 15 years ago they want to make new games and you know everyone's saying we want resident evil 2 remake we want final fantasy 7 remake we want this remake and they're like fine i felt felt that way because i felt but, when they announced the final fantasy 7 remake they were like here it is we're remaking it happy but just today we were sitting in front of the shadow of colossus remake and it was gorgeous. Yeah, that is not an HD remaster. That is a complete rework of models from that, the ground up. Yeah, that was gorgeous. Com- complete new models. Yeah, that on 4K on a PS4 Pro, solid. There's some really good first-party software on the system already. You know, so it's like for people who have massive backlogs, the show, I don't know. It's like The, the lack of new stuff at the show didn't bother me. But it was definitely cons- it felt more consumer facing than media facing. No, it did. And PS PS4 has got a lot of uh, surprisingly single player story exclusives, and I think they got where yeah. they got it. They have an understand. You know, they have they have Days Gone, God yep. of War, Detroit, all all single player stuff. Spider Man single player again. Yeah. And then Last of Us, of course, single player again. Xbox says, Halo, Gears of War, Forza, and Forza, <laughs> Cuphead. That's exclusive yeah console no shit yeah console exclusive it should be on switch that game was designed to be on switch did we have Tomb? we had tomb raider tomb raider was timed though right it was a time tomb raider was a timed xbox okay, so that exclusive. doesn't count 
And then um, PUBG will be an exclusive. Timed exclusive or exclusive? Unclear. They never say that. I hate when they don't say timed because that's like people think it's exclusive. I think it's exclusive because Microsoft helped develop it. You know who they put on it was the Coalition from Gears. Interesting. Yeah. So for the port, that's what they did. Yeah, for for the port. Yeah, like Xbox. I mean, I want to give an award to someone who did a port this year. I really do think Panic Button deserves it for the port they did of Rocket League and Doom. That's a good port. They did. That's the Do It for Shaq News Award. I know. I almost feel she go to to a company that like made a game in a really difficult engine to put on the Switch, and then it was able to do it because Unity is super. I don't. I don't think Rocket Engine was in house, right? They have an in house engine for that. Rocket League? Yeah. No, it's Unreal. Oh, it is Unreal. Yeah. No shit. I think it might be UE three or it's UE four. I think it might be UE3. It's funny seeing all these like uh, really stylistic cartoony games like Fortnite and Rocket League being done in Unreal because Unreal is such a powerful engine and to see it, you know, you know, with like low textures and that kind of stuff, which it doesn't need high graphics. I just think it's funny because it's like, it's like, hey, here's my, you know, Pinto. And then in the, in the engine, you got like a Ferrari, <laughs> you know, a Ferrari engine in it. Yeah. But, but like I- whatever works, whatever tool works, you know. I talked to a couple devs about their decisions to use Unreal, and it was the affordability. When they came out with their pricing change and the subscription the service. The licensing is much easier now. It's yeah. a lot easier now than it was five years ago or three years ago to get an Unreal uh, engine. Like, even, you know, I even on. talked to some devs on the floor, uh, won't say who, for the protection. But yeah, Unity's gotten a little greedy with their licensing. So people mm-hmm. are switching to Unreal for that reason, because Unreal's like, yeah, and can we pour some hand sanitizer out for CryEngine? No. <laughs> You're just like, I refuse. I mean, you know it needs to be done, but you won't do it. They're not you, dead you yet. You refuse it. They're you not dead yet. To do it. There's still a benchmark. I think we Speaking will- of CryEngine, you know Kai, uh, Valken S from the chatty? Yeah. And Twitter? Yeah. Corpses and Souls? He's still making it. He's making one-man team, dude. That takes seven years. building a new computer. And it's even more insane than his last one. He yeah. needs that power because it's not op- you can't have, you know, optimizing. It's the last thing you do practically, so it needs to run all. And yeah. he uses a lot of color palettes and, and models and stuff in those things. It's a really impressive game. Yeah. And still, I I did a top ten indie games. It has almost one million hits, and everyone asked me what that game is at like forty two seconds, and it's yeah, corpses and souls. Yep, everyone game, not out yet. Yeah, it's funny. Like we have that that best indies game. It, we just gave him a little shout out in the the early like the. the whatever like the, the first, opening 60 seconds yeah yeah and people are still asking about it and i always tell him hey dude respond to this guy give him information but it's i mean when you work it takes i would say on average by yourself not full time it would take someone seven years to make a game like that yeah and like i think kai works he has another job but he's a day job mm-hmm. so it's a part-time and i believe the whole thing's done by himself which is super impressive i mean just just this the art design alone is enough to make me well like that that guy's super talented yeah you know like it's just it looks amazing yep i want to see more of it (laughs) that's the good sign right like good games should say uh um leave you wanting more instead of saying you know wait there is more you know like that's i want to see more of corpses and souls you know what i don't want to see more of wipeouts wipeout vr i'm good all right pouring off poor hand sanitizer for wipeout vr I just don't like Wipeout. I'm an F-Zero guy. I don't need the guns. Uh, you know what I'm going to say next now? What? Pour, pour some hand sanitizer out for F-Zero. How long has it been? Last F-Zero game was GameCube, right? No. Arcade? It was Game Boy... Or, sorry, no. It was... The DS? 
So 2000, like five, six. Yeah. I don't know, man. And after like the mixed reception of Star Fox, I think they're really scared to make F-Zero. <laughs> Why would they be? They're completely different games. I don't know, man. The Star Fox Assault was... They Not screwed good. up Star Fox Assault. No one cared about Star Fox the Assault. No one wants to be a chicken walker thing. Here's the problem with the Star Fox. is that In the N64, it was an incredible game. Go play that game now. It doesn't hold up well. The linear yeah, it does. Tracks, the game's almost perfect. You're an le- idiot. No, the linear... I don't like the, the linear layout of the game. It's How like is those, it linear? There's three paths you could go on. The different planets. No, there's three paths. If you kick ass, you go the kick ass path. If you're mediocre, you go the mediocre pl- well, path. It's an, it's an and on- if you suck, you go the suck path. It's a, it's there's three paths. It's essentially and you can jump paths based on how you do in okay. the middle path. Then if it's then if that if that So don't suck. Get good. It's no, not linear. If that game is so good, if the if that if that design is held up so well, why don't they why don't they just copy it? Because I don't I personally don't think it holds up in two thousand seventeen. I think kids today, I think it's a great game. I've played it. I loved it, but I think kids today would be like Oh, why are we just stuck on this level? Why can't we go over here? Why are we limited to our flight movement? Like, I think that's what kids today would do, and that's why they were forced to do, like, Assault, right? Star Fox Assault. You take you out of the cockpit, which is the one rule of thumb that we should never break. Star Fox should never be allowed out of his, out of his uh, A-Wing. But he plays... But he's in Smash. Well, like, but it's not a Star Fox game. Okay. Right? You should never... Assault was bad. <laughs> I'm not saying Assault Star was good. Star Assault Adventures, bad. Like, don't let... Every single time he gets out of the cockpit, the but game is being But the latest one bad. on Wii U wasn't that. I mean... It just had that weird chicken walker thing. The weird thing. chicken walker thing. Which was also dumb, and they shouldn't have done. I wanted it to be a cartoon for years. I think that property still has a awesome thing to be the a cartoon. The ending of 64, spoilers for Star Fox 64, where you're, where you're driving, or you're flying through the, the exploding base of Andros, right? And your dad is guiding Don't you. Don't ever give up, my son. Come on. <laughs> and he has shades on. <laughs> yeah. He had shades. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. But at the, the same feels, time, the feels that you the got, feels, it is, but I don't. And the multiplayer in Star Fox 64 was delightful. But they need to give the like the kids, they need to give a new generation that feels, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Without saying, hey, play this game that's how old is Star Fox? 20 something years old? Mm-hmm. Play this 20 something year old game. You know what I mean? Like they need to give the kids today, the children today, that same experience, but they're just not cutting it. It's not working. I just, I, I don't know. I think. That game is more likely to be on the shelf than F-Zero. I think this is a console that you release F-Zero on. I agree. You know, you have a handheld that's booming. You can make another cart. You're going to make another cart. Make the F-Zero before you make the cart. At that, they did that treehouse, and we saw that racing game in, in the Twitch when we were watching. It was like, F-Zero, 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 and it wasn't. It's a, it's a racer, but it, like F-Zero, but it wasn't F-Zero. Remember, everyone was panicking, thinking it was F-Zero, and it wasn't. Fast F-Zero. Racing? Yes. Yeah. Fast Racing Neo. Still a good game. Good game. Good racing game, but not F-Zero. Not no. that license. I don't, I, that's owned by Nintendo, right? No. Who owns F-Zero? Oh, no. Uh, uh, Nintendo owns F-Zero. Okay. Fast Neo Racing is a Shinen game. It's a Chinese developer. See, but, see what I was saying about Star Fox, though, is, is like Final Fantasy VII is one of my favorite games of all time. One of my favorite games in the mm-hmm. universe. It's up there with like Zelda Ocarina of Time. It's one of my favorite games I ever played. It helped me reading because I struggled to read when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It helped me read. So that is a very important part of my life. 
going back and playing it now, doing the combat, I'm like, damn, this is slow. Like, though, I mean, I'm just, I look at it differently as an adult being like, God, this is really slow. You but back I mean? then like, it wasn't slow. No, it wasn't. It was like, this is amazing. And now you look back, you're like, God, this, this game. This I hate is- that way of looking at games. I like to look at the games from when I played them. So I look at Star Fox, the original on SNES, and I still say it's a great game. You like to remember? No, it's a good game. It, I I remember when it came <laughs> you out. Remember the Super <laughs> FX chip was groundbreaking. It was Super FX. I remember the controller. There it was made blast me- processing on one end with Sony with Sega, blast. and there was yeah, the and there term. was the Super FX chip on the SNES. And it was a big war, right? Oh, I remember because I got it at Sega Genesis, and literally two months later, they're like Super Nintendo blast processing yeah i'm like oh my god i need it i never got it i never got it i was really sad you never got the snes i never owned a super nintendo that's sad do you have the classic i played the classic but i didn't didn't own it i have one now but back when i was a kid i didn't have my do you have an snes classic no i have emulators 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 (laughs) i don't need the snes classic I think it's a cute little thing. I think it's a really cute little thing. You, Mr. Amiibo, Mr. The guy that has to order Amiibos during the chatty, the Shack cast, the Shaddy Shack cast. <laughs> I got Damn it. you, you got me doing it. Uh, <laughs> that guy, this guy, this fucking guy. I'm sorry. Is there Amiibo support for the SNES Classic? Because if this was a, if this was a mistake that I overlooked, I'm gonna ramify it right now. <laughs> No, there's not. Okay, then no, but you, that collectible's not interesting to you. I mean, I think it's a cute little toy, uh, but like, um, I mean, my brother a couple years ago bought me. Well, Mister Emulator, you know you can hack it. You get 700 games on it. Yeah, but I it's Raspberry Pi. And... So you have Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Okay. Well, that explains it. And that's the thing. It's like it's like when I got that. And I, I got figured to the your Mister Raspberry Pi over and, and here. Mister PC Master Race I, is not here, but Mister Raspberry Pi is here. I figured out how to use it, and like it was cool to play Mario and stuff mm-hmm. on that thing. But like, I played it for about ten minutes, and then kind of just you know went cool, and I put it down and we did something else. Mm-hmm. It's not that's not a bad thing. I just you know I don't know. Like, I'm I'm enjoying playing the original F Zero on my classic because the controller feels good. If there's any reason to get SNES Classic, it's for Star Fox too. That would be the reason, I think. Yeah, that's that, why I got that it. That game never came out. I mean, you can get an emulator, but I mean, the emulators that... Like I said, I don't condone emulators, by the way. And I did eventually own all the games in storage because I did buy a Super Nintendo much later. I think mm-hmm. when I when, I, when the GameCube came out because I never had one. I was mad that I never had one because those games were awesome. The Genesis library, people forget, was very forgettable. Mm-hmm. You had a few very good games on the Genesis and the rest. The sports were, games were good. Sports games were good. I played Madden 93 on that on that console, and it was mm-hmm. fantastic. It was one of the yeah. football games I like it. And then Sonic, and then a couple weird off-the-wall games, but everything else... Altered Beast. Yeah, but everything else sucked. I mean, every single time <laughs> I bought a Genesis game, went back and played it, it sucked. And yeah. like I remember playing Mario Kart, Mario, uh, didn't never played Zelda. Fun fact about me to this day... You've never played A Link to the Past? I've never played A Link to the Past. Oh, fuck you. Go never, play a link to the past. I need to play it, but I, I can't emulate it because in because if you emulate it, you have to own the game. The list of games that you haven't played is heartbreaking at times to me. I, I told you I was a young kid. I didn't have. Uh, it makes me sad. So I skipped it. That makes me sad. But I would have let you come over and play with me. I played the Game Boy one. I had I had a link to the past. It was my favorite Zelda until Breath of the Wild Breath happened. Of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is now the best Zelda ever. I played the Game it Boy. It is one. so fucking good. 
people, every episode, David and I gush over this, and you, you've joined us. The game's great. I know. I wait. Was it Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Yeah. It won the Jeff yeah. Keighley Game Award. It won the Jeff Keighley Award. The the Jeff Keighley Achievement <laughs> it's Award. The Jeff Keighley Award. No, the <laughs> Jeff Key, Jeff Keighley Achievement Award. <laughs> For excellence in game of the year, in Jeff Keeley, and <laughs> game in in Jeff Keeley. No, I mean that's a shocker. People are gonna be like, he's never played Link to the Past. I've seen it. I've watched walkthroughs. I've never physically played it. And my friend Trevor's gonna be pissed because he was like, that's his favorite Zelda game of all time. My first Zelda game that I played all the way through was the one for the Game Boy, Link Awakening. Link's Awakening. Yeah, that one. That's arguably one of the best Zelda games of all time too. That's good, but it's no. Link to the Past. But I feel like I played the uh, Between Worlds and I played Link to the Past because everyone says it's very similar. No. The one of the three. A Link Between Worlds I haven't played yet. That's I, good. I know. I've heard Will it's good. you? No. Will, will you lend me a Link to the Past? I have it on my SNES Classic. <laughs> I probably I, own it on my Wii. If it came out on Virtual Console, I would have bought it every time it came out on Virtual Console. Is it on? Is can you buy it on Switch? No. But when you can buy it on Switch, I give you my word, I will play it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I, that's what I hear. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying I just, I just never, it just never came around. And then like it's one year happened after another, and I just got distracted with other games in life, and I just never played it. That was really one of my favorite times <clears throat> in gaming history. Zelda. That was '94. In the early '90s. Yeah. The the mid to early '90s, some really great games came out, and I enjoyed them. I missed. And I'm, I'm trust me, I'm mad about that. I mean, I'm not mad at anyone in particular. Just mad that I blew my, you know, my big Christmas thing. On the Genesis, and then after I bought the Genesis, fun fact, I gained a ton of weight because I wasn't doing anything but playing Genesis. Mm-hmm. So then it was bye bye for video games in my household for a while. Oh no! <laughs> Parents took all the games away. They're like, no games. <laughs> I just remember I was thinking about this the other day. It was funny, like because I, I moved back to my the house I grew up in, right? Mm-hmm. I remember where my t- my game console used to be. And how, like, as my parents started, like, restricting it, it kept moving, like, further upstairs. <laughs> it was, like, funny. Like, it was in the basement. And then it was upstairs in, like, the living room. And then it was upstairs, like, in this library area right outside their bedroom. <laughs> and then it was gone. <laughs> did, did, now, did you have a TV that could only turn on, like, a certain way? Like, did you have, like, because we had one. And we the same TV I grew up with playing Nintendo, PlayStation, and Genesis uh is in our garage still and i'm like don't not throw that tv away rca tv and he has to does it work yes that's impressive yes see it, we had this zenith that doesn't work anymore so we threw it away oh no this this one was it, the power button the was broken so you had to press it a certain way and our parents couldn't figure it out it was only me and my brother could do it so we, you had to pin, pin your thumb in and rapidly press it until it turned on and it would take like a minute to warm up mm-hmm. i'm old so but I played, I'm older. I, I played Genesis on that TV. I played... I didn't own an N64 either until much later. So, yeah. If you're out there listening to us, which is a miracle because this has been the train wreck of a show. Aww. But like a good kind of train wreck. Yeah, like the one you can't look away from. Yeah, like one of those like... You know, <laughs> like, like, damn, that's a lot of bodies. Like, yeah, a train you know, wreck. yeah, it's like those rubbernecking <laughs> kind of like horrifying accidents on the floor. Canada being nuked in South Park kind of not look away, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that kind of Hold my hand. Um, Yeah, you know, hit us up. Let us know what you think about... Uh, snes games 
Yeah. Now let like, me on Twitter. What kind of TV yeah. did you grow up with? Was really what I wanted them to say. Like tweet at me. Like what did you have a Zenith? Was it an RCA? Like was Greg's? it broken? I mean, did you? Was well, did you only- have a Sony Trinitron? Yeah. Were you one of those kids that had like the Trinitron? Did you plug in via AV or the little weird Cox cable connector thing? Did you have to put on channel three? Yes. To play the game. Yes. Yeah, things like that. So yeah, we're we're interested in how old you are because if you were on Zenith, you were you were playing back then when TVs only had one input. You know, this one input. There was no video one, two, whatever. Yeah, you had a just- pass through cable for NES. Yep. And, I remember and, that. Yeah, those are, those are the good old days. I remember that. Remember you had to chain them together if you had multiple consoles? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> that was the worst. No, we would just switch it out in the back. I know, we but you, switch it out in the back. you could do that, but you could also chain them. We were cheap. Just like uh, when I bought my PlayStation as a kid, you know, like mm-hmm. memory cards. And I just spent, you know, $200 on, $260 on like a Nintendo game. I didn't have the extra yeah. 34 memory card, so I would leave it on for days and just not turn it off because you couldn't save your data. Yep. <laughs> oh God, I'm old. I'm old too. So yeah, that's that was a meaty podcast, right? Dude, we went all. Dude, my ADD comes out full swing in here. Whenever we, whenever <laughs> we have a podcast together, it's like double ADD because you know there's not a whole lot of screens in here, so we can't be as distracted as we normally are when we're at home. But you know. We're both easily distracted. I think days. we're great. I think I, I love being on the podcast. I think I'm a good person to be on a podcast. Me personally, I think I just... I, I, I think Bad Kitty enjoyed you being on the podcast. We I try to get you on the podcast as much as we can. You know, when we're on location, we I'm tend not to busy. Them. You know, you're not busy. <laughs> I'm not busy. You know, David and I have trying to get like once a week an episode out the door. Sometimes we're busy, though. Uh Sadly, David is still crying in the corner. Yeah, so about, it, buddy. Wow, that's a lot of bottles of tears. Okay, well, um, that's good. We have plenty of beverages now for the rest for of the your rest. Time for here. a lot of David's tears. I don't think you can take David's tears through TSA though. They're gonna make you pour them out or drink them there. Yeah, hey, hey, those Craddock's tears. Yeah, sorry, can't take them in. You're gonna have to drink the Craddock's tears <laughs> in front of the TSA. I want to bathe in the tears. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you could do like a. Yeah. You know, like when they win the Super Bowl, they like spray champagne on the yeah, bowl. But you could like spray David's tears you on yourself. carbonize it with the soda stream that I have. And- <laughs> you know, one last thing about PSX before we go. The Capcom Cup was pretty cool. What an amazing set for finals. You want to see the loser's bracket reset. That's incredible. Yeah. You don't get that very often. Well, actually, do you? I heard some Twitter said that it happens all the time. And It does happen a lot, but it's still exciting every time it happens. Because to go from the loser's bracket... All the way to the finals, win the first final sets, reset. and then have to reset it and do it again, and then win it. Me, Mena, Mena RD, Mena RD from Dominican Republic, represent Dominican Republic, upsetting Tokido in the finals of Street Fighter Five. That was fun, man. I enjoy esports. I enjoy watching fighting game esports, especially one on one games like. The intensity of that, man, it's just fun. Just and you saw the crowd turn. They started cheering for him because they're like, this is an epic comeback. You know? Because like, he was the underdog. Every, everyone likes the underdog, man. Takeda was like favorite in Japan. And he's won a bunch of tournaments. He's super, he won Evo this year. Super good player. Yeah, so you know he has nothing to hang his head about. But I'm sure he's pissed right now. Because, man, when you're second place, oof. It hurts. I know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you from experience. I've covered a lot of esports events, and the um, the Korean esport players and the Japanese and the Chinese sport players. They're very good sports, and they're very collective on screen. Yeah. It's the U.S. players that can th- can throw tantrums. 
Yeah. It's really embarrassing when like, I mean, example, I mean, I can call him out because he knows this Filipino champ. Great player, Filipino. Shout out to you, pro Marvel. You're awesome fighting, but damn, dude, you throw fits when you lose. <laughs> yeah. Throw controllers, rage quit, plug out. I mean, it's really bad, man. You got to work on it. He's trying to get better at it. He's though. trying. He I admits, think he admits that he tries to get better. He admits that it's one of his weak points. It's just because he's passionate. <clears throat> you know, so I understand. Like, these guys try really hard. They're practicing. They're pros. Uh, and when they don't win, it hurts. It's also much more personal in a fighting game. We yeah, because you're this. the only it's, guy. It's one on one. There's no team you can blame. Even yep. if it's your fault, you can't blame the team. It's your fault. Yep. You made mistakes. Yeah. Sure. So that was fun though. Watching that comeback and the bracket reset was very cool. And it's always different than streaming it. It's a different environment. You're, yeah, being live there. Being is... live is fantastic. If you've never been to an esport event, if you're really a fan of fighters, I recommend fighters uh, or MOBAs. Yeah, definitely the two ones. I don't see that like freak out much in uh, Call of Duty or First Person Shooters because it's too fast. Mm -hmm. So like you're not getting the build up retention like yeah. you do in a fighter or a MOBA. But definitely if you've never been to an event, there's one in your town. Go. It's a lot of yeah, fun. Like, I don't <clears> like <throat> playing League of Legends or uh, Dota like at all or Heroes of the Storm even. But I will watch the international every year. You know what I mean? Because it's just entertaining. It's it is a fun thing to watch. It's like Watching that game being played by experts at a high level is just entertaining. So I think esports are still really fun. That was something I got more into this year that I was happy about. Well, it's getting better. I uh, better, I bigger. I it's covered a um a esport event on Wednesday. Gillette mm -hmm. sponsoring team SSM, mm -hmm. League of Legends team ESM, uh, STM. It's been a show. Okay, STM. That's a big deal because that's a huge name. Yeah, huge name sponsoring a team. And I mean, Overwatch League is coming, but once again, you mentioned that's the FPS. Yeah, it's FPS. It's hard to watch, and it's like Blizzard money being funneled in Overwatch League. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's Activision yeah. Blizzard money, and they mm -hmm. have a lot of it. But like, when you get an outside source that has nothing to do with games, sponsor team, I think it's a much bigger accomplishment. So Not they, to say anything bad about Overwatch League. They announced a lot of teams from across the country and world. I'm kind of bummed out Cleveland didn't get a team. You have three. We have the Browns. They're they're doing great. Pour some hand sanitizer out for the Browns. They're not dead yet. <laughs> this is just the worst they've ever been. I was talking to my brother about this. I'm like, I think this is the worst the Cleveland Browns have ever been. I've been talking to a couple of my friends that are Browns fans. It sucks. It's not a good time. Well, that's the thing. That's and going that goes back to the esport thing. I think the problem is that's not taking off. Is you need something to rally behind a city attached to the esport, mm -hmm. and they do that with Overwatch League. I yeah. think, but they're not doing it with anything else. I think Overwatch League could be cool for that reason. I mean, like, because you have Team Cloud Nine, but there's four teams for Cloud Nine, and all the players switch every two months, so it's it's hard to follow <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I mean, Dunk Train three years ago was like winning nationals, and now all of a sudden he's just a he's a streamer. No, he just retired. Yeah, he retired at he retired pro gaming at uh, nineteen. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, dude. I was. Retire so young. No, I know. Like I, was, I peaked at Quake probably at age like seventeen. You've got to get burnt out on him. You're playing I'm that like, game I was, every day. I was at the best. I was at my best Quake playing abilities almost twenty years ago. Next year. That's sad, but I'm, we missed the whole thing. You know. You still play Quake Live? No, I, I've been playing more Quake Champions because Tim Willits told me to. He did. You should check um, out that rocket jump feature. Link yeah. it in the thing. We have the, tell them about tell people who have heard this about Rocket Jump. That's oh, an amazing. Okay, yeah. So yeah, last week, you know, because David won't be on the episode this week. Let's do it for him. 
Last week, we ran a mega feature called Rocket Jump that's 130,000 words about Quake, id Software, and the golden age of first-person shooters. And it's the first three chapters are free to anyone on the internet, but we have this another 21 chapters that are premium content for our Mercury subscribers. For $5 a month, you can sign up on Shack News. You get an ad-free experience and premium content and a lot more to come. I had a meeting last week with the development team. We're going to do a whole new Shack News experience next year. 2018 is coming. It's going to be a big deal at Shack News. I'm making the website that I want to use. I'm making a website, Greg, that you're going to want to use. And really? Yeah. That Did you, you get my list of demands? No. <laughs> How can you make this website relevant to me? No, 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 not anyone else. Just me. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great question to ask. It's got to be about the user. And I think that the user experience on Shaq needs to evolve to the 21st century. Absolutely. And it'll be great. I'm, I'm really excited for it. But it's going to be done respectfully. Well, even, I mean, it, but it just it has to be done. I mean, if you look at how how competitive journalism has gotten, it's just in general, you, you're uh, you're you're dealt with two options: one, a paywall, mm-hmm. and two, very very aggressive ads. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two options you have. I'd rather go paywall than yeah. ads, because uh, the ad our ad experience is terrible, and I'm working on it, but it's like we're kind of stuck. Takes time. It takes time when you're in contracts and you've already sold ads. You're kind of stuck, but we're working on it. But we gave Grim Fandango one hell of a run. We did. We did. For free. <laughs> she called Tim Shaver. Hey, we ran your game from this to this. Can we have some money now? Our The top of our <laughs> website was broken, so it was just said Grim Fandango coming to PC, Mac, and Linux too. For how many? For like a year. For months. <laughs> months. <laughs> it was months. It was months. Oh, good. good and now we call that the Grim Fandango Bar. We're our har- <laughs> we do call it. Well, that's, now it's you can put it on the shack wall. The history, you know. Yeah, I well, always I because I was talking to one of our new writers, uh, Sam Chandler. He lives out in Australia. I was talking to him uh, in Slack chat, and I was like, "Yeah, I can put this guide on the Grim Fandango Bar." He's like, "What? What's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, you don't know what the Grim Fandango Bar is?" So I explained it to him. He's like, "That's awesome." Like it's See, a, like it's the origin be- story of it's pretty great. It's great because the site's still getting that history. Yeah, you know, you know, I accidentally a car is you know goes back a long time, but the the other thing's more recent, and I think that's just as iconic. Yep. You know, what also I mean? like, do it for Shack News. That's picking up speed. It is. Justin Rowland said it. Yeah. Ro- Justin- Ro- Roland, I'm tired. Roland. Roiland. 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 Get out of here. Hey, hey, them. you. Hey, you. Your podcast done. Get out of here. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Where are you doing? My, I can kind of do it a little bit. Yeah. Hey, 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 you. You. Get out of my woods. Get out of my woods, you. What do you do? I can't do it. It's all good. So, yeah, go to shacknews.com. We got news, reviews, previews, blues. Subscribe to Mercury because it helps us a lot. Mercury is awesome. Thank you to everyone who's already subscribing. Thank you to everyone who reads our stuff, who watches our videos. If you're on this, if you're on the internet, which people tend to be who listen to this show, why don't you, uh, you know, maybe when you, when you're sharing information, if you're if you're sharing information on social say media, it. you're gonna say it, aren't you? Click the link. Oh, I don't want to click the link. I just want to know people I'm semi-supporting whatever I'm clicking. No, click the link. 
Watch the video. Read the article. Read the article. Become a more informed sharer of information. Listen to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Share us Subscribe on Reddit. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share us on Reddit. But read We're the not content. an evil corporate conglomerate. We're a small team. We're a very small team of scrappy people who are making content that we love. And we hope you do too. And when you do, when you are trying to help us, that really does help us. When you click the link, you're directly helping that writer and that creator of content. So click the link. It's not a hard thing to do. You know, it really isn't. And it helps prevent fake news from being spread. Yeah, we don't write clickbaity stuff very often. Yeah, so <laughs> if at all. So there you go. That's my little soapbox outside the other one I had earlier. So put it away. Put no, wait, oh, oh I he put, still has it out. I'm going to get back on it after <laughs> the show. Um, we're going to go get dinner. Are they still, what time is it? They're open till 10. What time is it? 9.27. Damn, we talked for a long time. Yeah, we did. That means we have good synergy, man. That was a meaty. That was a meaty podcast. I'm dude. excited. I'm kind of dancing because we have. That means we have good synergy. Yeah, I'm telling you, we we did. This is like a pretty, 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 pretty good podcast. Just the two of us. So go to go to go to go to shacknews.com, okay, and just just click just just <laughs> click it, okay. I did the chat years ago. I was really drunk, and that's why it's really really all over the place. Sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. Go to go to Shack News. It's, it's what you it's do. Shack News games on YouTube. Shut up, Morty. I'm I'm talking to the <laughs> to the chatty to the chatties. All right, so just go go and do it. Oh yeah, gee, Rick. Oh, okay, I guess we'll just go to the chatty. Can I go to the chatty? No, Morty. It's it's not a place for children. Just don't. Don't go there. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, go to youtube.com slash gamerhub videos and youtube.com slash shacknews games to check out our video content. Go to see us on twitch.tv slash shacknews. At shacknews. Yeah, at shacknews oh, on Twitter. There. Sorry. And on Facebook, at, as I call fudge panel, we're just shacknews over there. And like our stuff on Facebook because not a lot of people do it. Like it and share, please. Yeah, interact with our posts. Please. We, we will talk to you. We're bored. <laughs> We're talk. Like, please talk it's to like, us. It's crazy how much more engaged our Twitter followers are compared to our Facebook people. And it's, I feel like it's just the algorithm at Facebook losing us in the massive feeds of yeah, Unilads I mean, and uh, Geek whatever the hell you're posting. And yeah, I'm amazed that I, ha- I haven't gotten more arcade corner requests because every single time someone asks, I do it. Yep. You know, so I mean, just engage with us. We want to talk to you guys. You know? Yeah, Greg has over 100 episodes of the Arcade Corner feature. 110 now. 110. I'll have to update the, uh, I the know, shells. So much. But uh, it's great. So if you're into old school arcade games, we have a show for you. We have top tens. We have all sorts of stuff. And we have uh, new Twitch shows like Please Take a Look, where we look at new games, and Happy Hour, where we just have a gaming talk show on Mondays. And it's just kind of fun. Uh, so yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff planned for 2018. And if you really liked our podcast, go on the iTunes or the Google Play and give us a positive review. It helps us. If not, tweet at Greg Burke. We're at Techno Sucks. And our Techno Sucks, but tweet the insults at Greg Burke. Yeah, just tell him I hate everything, so don't worry. I have thick skin. Yeah, he'll, he'll handle it. He moderates our YouTube channel. Yes, I do. Which is like, you really deserve an award just for that. I had to delete a comment by a guy who said, eat a shotgun. I was like, that's inappropriate. That's mean. But my God. That's like, just inappropriate. That's so brutal. That's inappropriate. Jeez, like, man. Why you gotta be like that? That ain't right. That ain't right, Greg. No. So on that lovely note, 
<laughs> we're gonna end this episode i'm so tired we're tired our feet hurt and we want to go home but thank you for listening to the Shackcast from psx actually not from psx from a luxurious hotel room in newport coast an undisclosed location. Hey, I'm going back to, to, to the Marriott after this in Anaheim. Back to the commoner hotel. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably no Tesla Roadsters uh, there. Commoner. Uh, it's middle class. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's love it. not really being serious, folks. But yeah, Greg's going back to Anaheim. So yeah, thank you guys for listening and go out there and do it for Shaq News.